the it's always the right time deal. Hey, want to go to Mickey D's for lunch? Ooh, let's go now. <laughs> But it's not lunchtime yet. If we're going to McDonald's, it's always the right time. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. There's a deal for every lunch hour at McDonald's. Now's the time to get two for $3.99. Mix and match a four-piece McNuggets, a McDouble, a McChicken, or a hot and spicy McChicken. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. We're rolling. Holy moly. <laughs> Esther's back. <laughs> wow. One of my favorite episodes truly was your first ep- your first time on the show last year. Was that last year? Yeah. Or- I, I, I had my doubts. <laughs> And you ended up being one of my favorite. <gasps> Thank you. I will say that for the last like 13 years, I've watched and listened to everything you've ever done. So I <laughs> do feel like I'm the authority on like just the lore of you. Like I know everything. Like whenever I have a need advice or direction, I'm like, no one knows me better than Esther. <laughs> I've been studying you for years. And I, I am like, what should I do? You know. You would know. I mean, I did have a little meltdown after I did your podcast. Uh, yeah. Trash Tuesday. Was that around, when was that? That's like a month and a half ago? Two months ago? That, we recorded that like right before the end of the year. Okay. And you were just, you were like, I don't know what my next year plan is. And you're like, You were like, I need to just figure it out. And once I lock in, I'll be good. Well, I think I was also having a little bit of a like, being a, I'm so sick of myself. Like, I don't know what to say anymore. Like, does anyone give a shit about, you know what I mean? I just feel like podcasts, you know, I don't really check numbers or comments and maybe I should more because I would have, be able to ascertain or, or like have some context of how things are going or whatever. I'm just like, I don't know if this is going well. I just feel like I'm sick of bombing for two hours no. talking about feelings. Like, I don't know. I just was like, I just felt very lost. It is going well. And also I would say like, podcasting is like the the real secret to it is the same where it's the real secret to having good sex it's like do it for yourself do it for three hours a week <laughs> straight no. and make sure there's four cameras at all times no do it for yourself <laughs> like sh- like show up here and do what you want and that's like and that's what you do but i don't but but i don't comedians we're trained to go like it is what i want it is what i think is funny but like the audience has the final say and there's there's an involuntary response in stand up that's like oh they can't fake that That's the truth. Whereas, like, anytime someone comes up to me and is like, I love the podcast, I'm obsessed, I'm like, you have to say that. Like, I, I have a—it's <laughs> not imposter syndrome. It's just, I think, for me, I don't know. I guess it just feels self-indulgent sometimes. Uh-huh. And believe it or not, that's something that con- makes me consumed with shame. <laughs> And that does not consume me with shame at all. It, yeah, no, I know. Fact, I noticed. I don't even need— <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm— <laughs> I don't even need the audience to laugh for me to feel, go home and feel good. Like, that's not even really part of my process. When you do the stand I know you're used to them laughing. That's you. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, I'm now taking a little break in um, 
trying to change Esther's entire personality <laughs> uh, to talk about Emily's period real quick. <laughs> Because we need to talk about a um, credit karma, but Emily just dropped on me that she's had her beard for six months, and that when it comes out of her, it goes. <laughs> you guys have seen geysers, right? Geysers. Yeah. You know a cartoon where you're like, Psh, I fly out of my chair. It's like that. <laughs> Do you want a new credit card? But you're not sure how to choose. Credit Karma can help find the right option for you, especially for someone like Emily that might need to go to a gynecologist five months ago. (laughs) Uh, This could be a great opportunity for you to pay someone to keep you alive. Can you put your own funeral on a credit card? (laughs) (laughs) Their goal is financial progress for their members. No, I'm going to run your funeral. Your body will be driving a car into the funeral. (laughs) This is where I shine. And I'm going to use Credit Karma Mm -hmm. to help me pay for it. Credit Karma partners with a wide range of card issuers, funeral homes probably too, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that you can be sure that you are exploring all sorts of options. Are you ready to find the card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. Go to creditkarmawithak.com or the Credit Karma app to find the card near you. That's creditkarma.com. Uh, That is for good karma. Uh, Speaking of bad karma, I am going to do more stand-up shows. We had to reschedule a bunch, so stay tuned right this second, because I'm about to say I'm in like (laughs) 20 seconds. Spoiler (laughs) alert. This weekend, I'm in uh, Portland, Oregon at the Arlene Schnitzer Concert Hall. That's April 22nd. April 23rd, I'm in San Francisco, California at the Warfield Gorgeous Venue. These are the... uh, That's the second to last show I'm doing before I shoot my special in New Jersey. May 7th, I am going to be in Toronto. Nope. Nope. I am flying. I am technically going to be in Toronto May 7th, the morning of. But I will be flying to Vancouver also Mm -hmm. on May 7th to perform at the Vogue Theater in British Columbia that evening. That's my last show before I shoot my special in um, May 13th and 14th in Newark, New Jersey. Live from Newark. Victoria Theater at the NJ Pack, New Jersey Pack. That's where Whitney Houston is from. <gasps> Don't watch the documentary about her. It's devastating. Okay. Speaking of devastating, I'm going back to where I'm from <laughs> on May 20th, Tyson's Corner, Virginia. I'm going to be at the Capital One Hall. That's going to be awkward because I feel like I owe a lot of overcharges to Capital One Bank. Mm-hmm. I hope they will be in the lobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. May 21st, I'm going to be in the Huntington, New York uh, Paramount Theater. I think that might be sold out, but uh, uh, I'm sure I'll tweet something soon that'll make you guys return your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> On June 24th, I'm going to be in Calgary, Prince Islands Park. Mm. That sounds fake. Uh, is that what they call the new Epstein Island? Um, uh, <laughs> Prince I'm, Andrews Park. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What are the rides there? Bummer. <laughs> it's Prince Andrew. <laughs> June 26th, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Ontario? Why mm-hmm. Why on? Because it's on. That's the definition. Like Calgary's AB for Alberta. Mm-hmm. Vancouver's BC for British Columbia. They have their own thing going on up there. Nerd alert. <laughs> Be at the Danforth Music Hall with old, old lady geography over here. I'm Magellan. <laughs> old, old Sally Latitude over here. <laughs> We have some rescheduled shows. On September 8th, I'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio, because I did uh, miss my flight. And that was not my fault. It's because one of the pilots refused to get vaccinated and didn't show up. And I had to go to Cincinnati uh, for no reason that night. I still I still went and I landed at like 10 p.m. And I met Ricky Velez and we just 
smoked weed in Cincinnati. Ate chili. It was real. It was a real uh, rum springer. Mm-hmm. September 9th, I'll be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Merriam Theater. I went to college there. All my exes come through. Uh, September 10th, I'll be in Richmond, Virginia. At the Ooh. National, excuse me, that's where Emily went to college. All my exes come through, the ones that didn't get a restraining order against me. Is that your alma mater? That's my alma mater. September 24th, I'll be in Charlottesville, Virginia, at the Paramount Theater. A lot of my family members uh, who are suing me will probably be there. Can't wait. <laughs> Enjoy this program. I was having like a big crisis of confidence. Yeah. That is, yeah, I think that that is very like vulnerable to share and like, I am proud of you for like sharing a weakness because I do view you as someone who is so like strong. No, I'm not weak. I'm too strong. <laughs> I'm too good at stand up to be bad at this. Yeah. And I just, you know what I'm saying? I just, uh, I'm too good of a person to do this well because I'm conscious of wasting people's time yes, and blathering true. on in conversations that are aimless. I also, I think the way, you know, my, my brain is very, um, I get bored of what I'm saying halfway through saying it. Yeah, and I don't get bored of what you're saying. <laughs> I want you to keep going. I feel like that is an issue where I'm like, wait, what was that? Like, go back to that. Like, You know what it might have been? And you were, you're uniquely qualified because you witnessed this. I think during the pandemic, when it was like, okay, I'm just going to lean into podcasting because, I mean, there was nothing else to really do. And I was like, okay, I need to like really get good at this and whatever. And it was at a time when I was changing my hair color. I was taking edible. And I just was like, I think there is such a thing as oversharing and being too uh, transparent or vulnerable. Okay, so you... Because I would just get texts twice a day like, are you okay? Are you... I have something to say on this because... So you... You've brought this up before, like you, like during the pandemic, you were changing your hair color. You were... We get it. Like people were asking you, are you okay? I have such a different perspective of what happened on the, during the pandemic. I was so much crazier when I was a brunette. No, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> well, that, no. I, you like changed my life for the better in a way that like it almost is like unbelievable because I was living in fear. I was, and that, that I would have been living in fear with or without the pandemic. That was just like the pandemic pandemic just like made it clearer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I was I had such severe anxiety and it was like coming and doing your podcast and then you like op- leaving the door open for me to come back and just hang out casually like because, you know, there wasn't much to do. Right. And you like you like trained my brain to not live in fear and you pointed out like hard facts of like why the fear was bad for me and you like created a safe space for people to like hang outside. It's aging you. Look, you look at least 19 now. (laughs) And so like I, it always pains me when I hear you talk negatively about that time because I think of it as like literally like changed the trajectory of my whole life for the better and like it's, that's crazy. I agree. <laughs> I do think I've created a couple monsters. <laughs> I'm like, why do you why do you have nine inch fake nails? Why is your hair so long? We need to bring a little more fear and insecurity back. We need to bring a little more anxiety back. <laughs> is it possible you're too confident and fearless yes, now? <laughs> it is. Um, but uh, yeah, just glitter on your eye. Like your Instagram feed has it has definitely gone from like, oh who me? To like butt up, just like but you know, um, uh, it's been cool to watch that. Well, that I feel evolution like is, of you is more like not being in my twenties anymore, where you're like the most 
desired sexually. So you just want to like hide yourself. And now that I'm in my 30s, I'm like, oh, if anything, people just think it's sad that I'm showing off my body. So I'm like, I, this is the safe time to do it. Definitely not sad. For me, <laughs> um, I think now that I'm in my like later 30s, I feel like I can go full sexy because it's like people are proud of me. Exactly. Opposed to like being like, oh, she's using that to get ahead or she's trying to steal my man or she's so into herself, like feeling herself. It's like, oh, no, don't worry. I hated myself up until a couple years ago. Now that I'm like getting older, I'm really into like, I mean, I'm wearing like a a velvet spandex bodysuit right now. It's amazing. And also that is one of my favorite things actually about Kim Kardashian is that she's 41 years old. And she is the hottest woman alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, this is giving me something to live for. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like, I like that I'm a little older now and I feel more confident to be sexy because it's like, yeah, it is. It's, it's I'm, brave. I'm, who says that youth is wasted on the young? I can't everyone. Remember. Yeah, I, say, I just, I feel, I'm My like. My dad, it, everyone It I know. feels weird. I'm really glad you uh, brought up uh, just the pandemic of us being friends because you knew me from before. Like, I struggled with girl friendships. Like, I just had PTSD around growing up with women that were mercurial and scared me, and I just didn't have a lot of, like, girl friendships that were with equals. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was, like, really good practice for me for us to sort of become friends, but me not feel the need to, like, fix you or save you or rescue you or, like... Yeah. Like, you also... Uh, I actually wrote a list of, like, some of the life-changing advice you've given me because I feel like it'd be selfish not to. Um, <laughs> one... Okay. So, the first, which is my favorite, is the saying that I always think of. It's... You You just say, tiger in a cage. Yeah. And I'll try to give... Re- explain it. But basically, like, if someone is starting shit with you or, like, coming at you... For me, I would always feel the need to get involved and 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 figure and solve it mm-hmm. and like solve the problem. And you told me like that you're getting in the cage with a tiger and the tiger doesn't want you to solve the problem. There's there is no solving the problem. They just want to fight most likely. Mm-hmm. And so the most the because pro- you trying to solve the problem, they interpret it as an attack or criticism. And there's no way that they're not going to get defensive about it. So it's like in in Tiger in a Cage real quick is once someone has shown you who they are consistently, they have some kind of trauma and now in the past and now as an adult, it manifests as uh, uh, anger, rage, which is all just sadness and fear. We know that now. But anytime you have someone that is truculent consistently like that, you just view them as a tiger. We don't try to change the nature of tigers. We don't try to compromise with them. We don't try to like people please them or love them so much that they change their nature. Once you know someone's nature, stick with it and don't get in the cage with the tiger. You can appreciate the tiger from afar. Find the proximity that is the safest for you, but don't put yourself in the cage with them. Close the door and be stunned when they attack. Yes. And also, my brain needs metaphors like that. Same. I learned that from you. And like, so I also had to look at like, what's wrong with me? Because I keep drawing the tigers in like Mm -hmm. I really do. And I don't know if that's like childhood circumstances Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Like I'm trying to work through and figure it out. But you're attracting it. Well, you're you're you you know, I'm not saying you're a doormat. I'm saying (laughs) that you (laughs) 
You will gladly, I think if it's someone that is like charismatic and beguiling and fun and titillating, and that's the world we're in. I yeah. mean, we're around just tigers all day. Incredible comedians, performers, actresses, musicians, people that are like professionally, we, the world has voted that they're the most charismatic people in the world, but that often, you know, charisma, you might therapist said to me once, like charisma is a red flag. Yeah, th- like th- this is genuine therapy for me. I can't even believe we're like doing on a podcast but we have to because I think it's helped me so much I think it will help other people but but yeah I I don't know what it is if I grew up worshiping celebrities or like just like a magnetic charismatic person Mm -hmm. I will do whatever they say like I will follow I will Mm -hmm. I just and so when then when they're the fact that you have not gotten sucked into Scientology yet (laughs) is such a miracle the fact that you're not in some wild sex cult Wow. Yeah. And what's my. And you're. And just when I met you, there was there was some blur. The concept of boundaries, I think, was a little. Did not understand it at all. Blurry for a lot of us. Didn't even know what it was. So people that are boundaryless are like, oh, she's perfect for me. Yeah. Because I was I had no boundaries either. Like and and also which brings me to another thing that you taught me, which is that boundaries. This is like mind blowing. This one is mind blowing when I heard it, too. Boundaries are for me to set. They are not for me to tell you. And they're for you to employ. Yeah. So, because, like, basically what that means is, like, it's not up to me. If somebody, let's say somebody calls me and I don't want them to call me, I'm not going to say, like, don't fucking call me ever again. I'm just not going to answer because I'm setting the boundary that I don't answer the phone. Boundaries are for us, not them. Yeah. And that is mind-blowing and also such a gift because it's like oh i'm in charge i'm in charge of my boundaries i don't have to hope that someone will follow them like like honestly with my parents i they're the easiest example of like a boundary that i had to set my parents were a little bit too much talking about sex in front of me Mm -hmm. as a child no like recently Uh like because and i think it's because they were watching trash tuesday and like we talk about sex on that show so like they just were like oh like it's, they thought it was okay. And I slowly realized, wait, this, I hate this. It's making me so uncomfortable. I, and I, that one is different because I have to say to them, don't do this. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit. It's also tricky because I'm the first person to say it's okay to be uncomfortable sometimes, depending on the circumstances, you know? So it's like, no one should be violating your space, whatever, but life is about going, okay, what discomfort should I learn to tolerate? And mm-hmm. what discomfort is actually like violating, depleting, inappropriate, enabling to the other person, unprofessional, whatever, or that I just don't want. Family tends to be a different one. Yeah, it's you know, different. But, you can't. And then the idea of like, okay, and then I set the boundary. Because I think that sometimes when people, you know, uh, like people that I sponsor and stuff in Al-Anon, as soon as they discover the magic of boundaries, they just start setting them everywhere. Yeah. And they're like, don't talk to me. You're not. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're also not. That's also being controlling uh-huh. and domineering. It's a tricky balance where it's, I'm the first to say like, okay, in that situation, maybe it's not about setting a boundary. Maybe it's about... Uh, tolerating the discomfort, oh. <laughs> tolerating the discomfort or going like, I don't know, as someone that doesn't have like a nuclear family and parents and stuff like that, my brain kind of goes like, you know, if I was like sponsoring you, I would just be like, oh, or you can just laugh about it and let them have the win and you can be of service. You Whoa. know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you might be able to just be of service because then you can build your self-esteem by going like, 
I, my parents, my older parents said, who knows how much longer we're going to have them, how much more time I can spend with them. They're, and looking at their motives, they're not trying to upset you. They're not trying to, I don't know. I, I, I look, your no, mom, I love your mom. Your mom only wears my merch. So I'm on, <laughs> I am on her side forever. But it also might just sort of be like, okay, maybe the problem in that situation, and I'm happy to be wrong because I don't know, I would go, because the idea of Al-Anon and all this is that we have choices. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like, I can set a boundary. I can remove myself. I can just uh, experiment with tolerating this. I, the idea is that you have choices mm-hmm. and not just there's one reaction if you feel attacked. You, you can take a walk and go, you know what? Feelings aren't facts. I'm not being attacked. I I misinterpreted that situation. No one's trying to hurt me here. I can just turn it over and forgive. And and no one's intentionally trying to hurt me. And I think that that the biggest struggle is going, just because I feel attacked, just because I feel judged, doesn't mean I'm being judged. Or just because someone sends me an email and they put a period instead of an exclamation point and you go like, oh, well, they're being fucking rude. And you're like, wait, no, 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 I did that. Yeah. That was my fault. Um, and being able to separate intention and impact. Because a lot of times the impact is us. That's our shit, you know? So I would go, maybe the maybe the solution is setting the boundary for your parents, saying, I don't want to talk about sex around you. It makes me uncomfortable. But it, chances are, what's your side of that? Like, where's what's your part in that? Of your parents talking about sex in front of you. Well, you're making me realize that it's like, like they, I think they're not, I know they're not doing it to upset me. They're doing it because it's funny to them. And that's like our, uh, like the love language of my upbringing is like laughter. And so it's not coming from a bad place. They're just like, want to be funny and raunchy. And maybe that is, maybe they won't do it again because I expressed to them I don't want them to. But if they do, maybe I can be of service and be like, all right, my parents think they're funny, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and it's also, but what what else is going on? Like, what do you feel when they're doing that? I just feel uncomfortable. I don't like it. But what is the feeling? Is it like a pit in your stomach? Is it cringe? Is it shame? Is it embarrassment? Maybe shame. I don't know if this is my own interpretation of it or if, I'm curious if you feel this one too, but like sometimes, or maybe it's more like my bad mood is not me. So I'll, maybe I'll be in a really bad mood because of, it could, it could be anything. It could be an audition. I didn't book. It could be a set that didn't go the way I wanted it to. Like, although bad sets don't bother me anymore, but (laughs) at all. (laughs) So it's really not that one, but I could get in a bad mood for any given reason. I could have a stomach ache, whatever. And I could then be like, I don't want to do this. I don't like what I do. I hate this. I mm-hmm. should quit stand-up. I should quit the. And I've learned over the years to be like, oh, that's not who I am. That's yeah. my bad mood. I'm sure. curious if you, do you ever? That's interesting. Yes. So so for me, I think the, the, the vernacular that helps me is my inner child reaction. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you, uh, you know, what helps is moving through the world going, okay, I'm, I have my adult, but when I'm hungry and angry, lonely, or tired, we say halt. Am I any of those things? I mean, I'm always those. Always those things. So that (laughs) is, this reaction is coming from that. But it's easy for me to blame everybody else other than look at myself and go, okay, I'm hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Let me go drink some fucking water. Let me go have a snack, get some blood sugar. The same way if a child was having a tantrum or upset, what's the first thing you would say? Are do you, you want some water? Hungry, do you want to take yeah. a nap? Yeah. Are you hungry? Because if our carnal needs like that aren't met, we're going to Cause problems. be more sensitive <laughs> and more reactive. You know, yeah. like 101, the way we take care of others is to take care of ourselves. And the 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 sort of it's the irony, I don't even know if I'm using that word right, but of, you know, we put 
our oxygen mask on first before the one next to us because we can't putting yourself first is how you put other people's first, other people first. That is so true that it's a mind blowing concept, but it is so true. Like, it does nobody any favors for you to come help me when you're hungry, angry, lonely, yeah, tired. And then you're mad at me. You're going to be mad at me. <laughs> I, and then you're like, well, I haven't eaten today. And you're like, why not? <laughs> Please don't let that be because of me. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, why? Wanna... No real friend would want you to like starve yourself and not sleep. And then I assumed you were only helping me because you had the time and your cup runneth over and you had eaten today. Yeah. You know, like it's like when people are like, I have to go to this baby shower. I'm like, I would never want anyone doing anything for me out of that obligation. Same. So if you don't go to that baby shower with that fucking attitude and stink up the room, just don't go. Yeah. You know? That is really empowering because... It's like the martyr syndrome. You're right. I really don't want the help or the company if you don't... If you're if you're not happy doing it, that Why sucks. didn't you eat breakfast, weirdo? <laughs> the other thing that I have to mention, uh, the, and this was actually before the pandemic. I want to say this was like probably... Yeah, it was like December of 2019. Um, I So I've always really struggled with holidays. Yeah. And... It was around that time when I was talking to you about it, just casually in the green room at the comedy store. And you were like, yeah, duh. You just made me feel you're like, I struggle with holidays. I have to do this, this and this like to make it OK. And I've just always felt shame mm -hmm. and like sad that um, the holidays really freak me out. Like once Christmas Eve comes around. Can you be specific? Is it like an anhedonia thing? Like I have trouble enjoying something because I know it's going to be over soon or for me, holidays, the, the pressure, pressure, the pressure, the pressure that this is supposed to be a special day, but I don't even want it to be a special day. And it I has to be that. fun. And I have to like, if I'm not having fun, I'm not doing it right. So it's the emotional perfectionism of a holidays coming around. We're all supposed to be super grateful and be happy. having the best time. You're supposed to be happy. But there's also these eggshells that are around of like, if I'm not like super happy the whole time, then I'm not doing holidays perfectly. And I have to be engaging and charming and photogenic and like, be the perfect uh, happy person. Yeah, and I also don't like the feeling of just because everyone around you is having fun, like, why do I have, I don't, yeah. me too, I don't, I'm not. I didn't go home for Christmas and so I, I stayed and you just invited us over for Christmas Eve and like that was, that was a powerful re recreating a, happy time on Christmas for me a low pressure yeah. I think you ordered literally like KFC or something like oh, yeah, it was that's right. so <laughs> no, I, or we did KFC fun. like every fried chicken option I'm like this is perfect like well because we fun. we also get to break the cycle and go I don't have to do it the way my parents did it I don't have to do not that they like you know, you know, no harm, no foul. Yeah. Godspeed. But we also get to go like okay I don't have to also overgive so much that I'm never going to feel like people appreciated it enough because that's me just setting myself up to be a victim to re-embed and justify this. Like, nobody appreciates me. Nobody does enough for me. I love too much. I do everything for everyone and no one ever does anything for me. A lot of times when we, like, you know, overgive, over-gift, over-plan, over-decorate, it's our way to make it so that the scorecard will always be in our favor so no one can possibly ever give us what we like deserve based on how much we gave so that we can like stay in a victim mentality yeah that's just like 
safer and an old story that's quite frankly like yeah. super boring. Because then you can fall back on, I did all this. I did all this for this person. It's like, well, no one asked you to do all that. Yeah. <laughs> you That was you. And you're just setting us up all, to fail, you know? Yeah. So I think that we also probably grew up in a time where it was like, I grew up with not a lot of, you know, money. So it was like decorating. It was a big deal to like get Christmas stuff and get gifts. And then, you know, no harm, no foul. Again, our family was very perfectionistic about like the table and the food and the cooking the the fucking brisket for six days and the thing. And if you weren't like, mm, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. They were like, oh, you don't like it. You know, it's like, I didn't realize I was walking into you guys martyring yourselves so much that if I, you know, didn't finish every like crumb on my plate, you were going to feel slighted attacked yeah yeah that is that is eye-opening i relate to that a lot is it called edmr when you do the buzzy thing emdr yeah, yeah emdr okay so i i used to like spend a lot of time with someone who had a core belief about me that affected me so this person would like often as a joke of yeah. course but like refer to me as being s- stupid and i realized like after years of that that i started to feel like oh well yeah i'm st- i'm not smart and I was like, wait, that's crazy. I was, I've been smart forever. What's going on? How is this happening? And it was truly like, I always say, I like compare it to like advertisements. I'm like, if somebody like is advertising Taco Bell mm-hmm. every day on the TV, you're going to go get Taco Bell. And if someone every day is telling you you're stupid, you're going to start to believe it, even if you think you won't and you don't. So I did. Or if it's someone, sorry, that's got, that's either ostensibly an authority figure or someone that you have sort of the human magnet syndrome with, someone that's, mm. you know, you're going to start, you've been cast in that role. I. It, and it was only because I had past facts that I was able to pull up in therapy of like, I was in the gifted program. Like, I'm not stupid. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. And so we did that where I had the buzzers of me like basically going back to being told that I was stupid and like and then just telling myself, no, I am smart. And it and I for a, it's so lame, but I wore a bracelet that just said smart on it for a couple of years. And like I retrained myself like I had to. I had to advertise to myself to like change that belief. And you know what? And not to overthink this, but like making the connection back to your parents making sex jokes. There's also, I think, you know, a general shaming in our business of like, well, if you're doing jokes about sex, like that's low hanging fruit and that's not smart. And you're not like there's maybe there's also like residual PTSD from that around Mm. like like your parents and the sex jokes of like. If you're making sex jokes, you're basically just like saying I'm stupid or this is the only thing I can find comedy. Like I get defensive about that, too, Mm. where um, because you can like just because you're a woman talking about sex and making jokes like that doesn't mean you're dumb or can't do jokes about politics. Like I don't want to do jokes about politics. (laughs) I don't want to talk about like global warming and being tell people how to vote. Like that (laughs) is so fucking it just, you know, so I think there's also like. Like, whenever I feel uh, uncomfortable around someone or hurt, I have to go, like, what insecurity did that person just maybe stumble into by accident Mm. kind of thing? Like, so there's also, yeah, that. Because I have a a big bee in my bonnet over a female comedian making sex jokes or joke talking about sex. It's like, oh, that's cheap or that's easy. It's like, bitch, nothing is fucking easy as a female guy. There's... Making someone laugh for 60 <laughs> minutes, whether it's about sex or about politics or about anthropology or just whatever, like, is fucking impossible. But I have a little <laughs> bit of a thing about that. 
Like if I'm talking about sex, like I'm not smart enough to talk about anything else. It's like, no, this is just. That's crazy. This is just what's funny and interesting to me. Yeah. It's just, you're just being yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, that's really, that's really interesting because I think um, there's, and look, as someone that wants to own all the time that I am sensitive, when you're in a relationship with somebody platonic what uh, or romantic or familial, like, when someone says, like, you're just sensitive, that's something that I care. That was a big thing that that made me uh, a way to shame me that mm. back in the day that like that your stupid thing was my you're too sensitive. I'm not abusing you. You're just too sensitive. And Ooh. I was like, oh, that's I'm just too sensitive. You know, if this if this person is late or disrespects my time or, you know, flirts with my boyfriend. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's hypnotizing. It's brainwashing. You believe it. Hey, girl. We are now taking a much-needed break from Esther, uh, something I have to do all. I take breaks from her all the time. (laughs) I love her so much, but, you know, small doses. My nickname for Esther is small doses. Small doses of a small lady. (laughs) Okay, so this podcast, as you know, is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. This type of therapy online is more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. And so do I because I'm sick of seeing your negative comments and I'm mm-hmm. sick of being like, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Fix it. Mm-hmm. Special offer for good for you listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Whitney. No, they do not do speech therapy. <laughs> Emily, I feel like after your week with your family at Disney World, maybe. You know what? I started communicating in less than 48 hours and it couldn't have come soon enough. <laughs> Uh, betterhelp.com stop being crazy I'm sick of lecturing you guys about this there's no excuse anymore take care of your brain take care of your bod get your life on track it's enough already we're done fix yourself fix yourself you know what else you can fix yourself (sighs) get your finances together can I tell you nothing makes me grumpier than being in when I had student debt Mm -hmm. which went on for a very long time because just when you think you're like at the finish line the number gets Mm -hmm. bigger again all Mm -hmm. of a sudden Mm -hmm. like it Mm -hmm. it's like uh what is it something that never goes down not, not whack-a-mole. But every time you think you're paying it off, it just, the interest right. keeps... It's crazy. You have to make such a big dent in yep. order to, like, get... It's just a night. It's just like you're suffocating. It's like you're in quicksand, you yep. know? So I think that, like, the psychological toll this takes on us, I see so many of my so many of my friends that are younger uh, buying stupid purses and shoes mm-hmm. that are giving them blisters, but just mm-hmm. go to earnest.com, get mm-hmm. rid of your student debt. You could yeah. potentially save thousands with refinancing. By refinancing, you can reduce your loan terms, save money, or combine multiple loans into a simple monthly payment. Stop buying the crystal water bottles, dumb dumb. Mm-hmm. With Ernest, it only takes two minutes to see what your new rate could be, and there's no credit impact. And right now, Emily's going to take over. Ernest is offering our listeners a $100 cash bonus. Refinance your student debt at earnest.com slash Whitney. Not available in all states. Once again, you get a $100 cash bonus when you visit earnest.com slash Whitney to refinance your student loan. Visit earnest.com slash Whitney for more details. Not available in all states. Terms and conditions apply. 
Earnest Student Loan Refinancing made by Earnest Operations LLC. NMLS. Hashtag one, two, oh. <laughs> Four. Four, nine, one, seven. California Financing Light Law License number six, oh, five. Four seven eight eight five three five Mission Street, San Francisco, California nine four one oh five. Visit earnest.com/slash/licenses for a full list of licenses. Toot, toot. We went to college. <laughs> oh yeah, guys, not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> I'm gonna say it as delicately as I can, but like being short. <laughs> is a very real... I've had a couple people in my life that have had, like... (laughs) I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. And I'm happy to, like, be totally called out on this. The same way that being tall has its own, you know, insecurities or, like, uh, maladaptive advantages. Like, I know a lot of people that are tall that are, like, move through the world just fucking up over and over again because they have this, like, sense of confidence that is totally based on the fact that they could reach fruit from a tree 2,000 years ago. (laughs) That makes sense. And I'm like, dude, you're a mess. Your life, like, you have too much confidence. Like, you just think everything's going to work out for you because you were able to reach the cereal, like, when you were a kid before your brother. Wait, no, this is amazing because I am the opposite of that. I need help. But by the way, I can't reach things and my whole life I need, oh, can you help me? Can you, I can't. And you are, like, legitimately (laughs) more vulnerable in a lot of ways. (laughs) Like, taller people are more vulnerable in some ways. Yeah, you can hit your head on the door frame or when you fall, it's even worse or you whatever. But like, I had a a relationship with someone very close, work, and um, also personal. And this person was like, always thought I was trying to attack them. Always interpreting things as criticism. Always like defending herself when she wasn't being attacked. Comes from a pretty safe childhood and like I couldn't figure it out like everything was like I mean like crying like scared and I was explaining it to you know my therapist uh, George at the time and she just out of nowhere she was like is she really short what and I was like yeah actually that's so weird to say she is short I was like what is okay and it was like well yeah like you're just you are more vulnerable in a lot of ways like just period the end and it's something (laughs) that it's like I'm sorry am I not being sensitive to the no vertically no no you're making a great point but it's just a way to go like oh because I see a lot of you know uh uh, friends of mine that are uh, tiny people and they're like I don't know why I have all this anxiety and I have this and I need to be on this and this it's like yes maybe totally but also like what are just the kind of like biological impulses that make us when I think when you're like, I'm scared, it's like, of course you're scared. Why wouldn't you? You know what I'm saying? Of course. Like, I have different fears for other reasons about stuff. But, like, you know, uh, being small and the time that you got to be a certain height, like, you can kind of go back and do forensics and just go like, oh, yeah, in general, you are in a little more danger. Like, period. I also think that that, because I, even my best friends, we, we call it, like, hashtag help Esther. Like, I always need help. And that to, could come from, like, just the simple You have to like, rely on people. Yeah. Like, you did, and you're an only child, right? I have, I have an older half-sister. Okay, got it. Was in the house with you? Yes, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it had to be like, I want that cereal. Can someone help me? Or you had to, like, yeah. step on the stove, or you had to get a chair. Oh God, it's not my fault. I'm needy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seeming needy is, like, a really scary, fucking embarrassing thing, needing help. You know, which is why I think I see why you are attracted to people that are very um, dominating and I don't want to say aggressive, but just very like um, big personalities, big personalities, people that when shit hits the fan, 
you want to be with that person. You want th- to be on yeah. that person's side. Yeah. So a lot of times Ooh, it's, that's so it's real. like I'm looking for safety in yeah. these ironically really dangerous people. Yeah. Because like if there was a, f- I want this person on my side because this is the most unpredictable, fearless uh, person. But the irony is the more I try to get close to them to get that sort of subconscious sense of safety, the more danger I'm in. Yeah, I'm sure that also a lot of women seek that out in romantic relationships yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, totally, totally. I don't know why. For me, it, it it was never a romantic thing. It's more just like people in life. But absolutely, yeah. you're nailing it. It's almost like making me uncomfortable. It's like embarrassing. But it, yeah, like the scary person, if they're on my side, is that's yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm gonna jump. Uh, I'm gonna align with all these people that could be a danger to me. Because I feel safe with them. But the irony, the closer I am to them, like I'm now, (laughs) you know, but uh, it is interesting, though, that you because I have all this, too. But I you had some Darwinian instinct to be in a relationship with someone that is not. I don't know what that is. about. It's wild. I I I should not give myself the credit because I do think I just got lucky. Esther is with the. healthiest healthiest, most wonderful (laughs) hilarious by the way my first boss so weird Uh, and it's like the fact that you haven't sabotaged that or fucked that up and you're able to receive that kind of love I tried for many years to ruin it and and he just wouldn't let you he's like he makes the joke he's like I should have broken up with you years ago but he's like I'm but I'm like but you're glad you didn't right he's like yeah now it's fine but (laughs) (laughs) let me check my notes if there's any other uh I, well, okay, these are two advice questions I have for you, which is like, because I'm, I feel like we're similar in the fact that like working feels really good and we like it. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you're too burnt out to bring your fullest self. Yeah. Like, so do you have advice for like how to handle burnout and like how to replenish yourself? So everyone's is going to be different. So like when I talk about like how to like, de- you know, uh, uh, rejuvenate yourself, this these might not be things that work for everybody. But I also am, you know, people every time I see someone like, oh my God, you're like so crazy busy. Like, I don't even feel like I should ask you to do anything. Like, you're so, And I'm sort of, based on what my Instagram looks like. And I'm like, that's so ironic because I, I like take naps. <laughs> I sleep eight hours. Like I do work my ass off and it is super hectic, but the way I make my schedule on Sundays and stick to it. And in, I schedule in um, eight hours of sleep and a nap slash meditation. Like I feel, I mean, Sometimes, like, I'm lazy, oddly. But I'm, like, the only reason I can get all this done is if I'm, like, rested and my carnal needs are met. I schedule in exercise and value it just as much in sauna time just as much as I do the work because the work's going to suck if I'm not at 100%. Hell yeah. So it's, like, I schedule in being 100%. I also don't take on same-day plans. I don't take on new stuff. I don't— I learned that from you, too, actually. I don't take—and I also get ahead of decision fatigue. So for me, because of my perfectionism and, like, a little um, dollop of OCD, I pick out all my clothes for the week on Sunday and make all my decisions Sunday so that I'm not doing game-time decisions right before things. And then I know what you're thinking right now. Look at my (laughs) outfit. You're like, that must have taken hours to put together. (laughs) But I do it ahead of time so that right before the podcast or right before I go do stand-up or right before we're shooting, you know, TikToks or whatever we're doing, I'm going, I should wear this, but I shouldn't wear this, but I should wear something from Esther's line so that I can tag Esther. But like, oh, my friend just, Teddy Fresh, they just had a thing come out. So I should wear that hoodie so I can tag it and take a picture. Because then I'm in exhaustion. 
exhausting myself. Yeah. And I and you just have to know what depletes you and get ahead of it, you know? So I do no um, same-day decisions. If someone's like, hey, can I swing by? Even if it's someone I want to see, I'm like, mm, I didn't a lot. I love for this. spending those energy dollars. So for me, energy dollars, energy dollars. So how many energy dollars do you have a day? So you say I have a hundred energy dollars. You have to know how much uh, it takes energy wise for you to do certain things. And then a lot. So if by 10 a.m. I've gone on Instagram and gotten jealous of a bunch of people and responded to all of that. And then it's like, oh, well, this person. And and then I've spent, okay, I did not plan on spending 10 energy dollars by 10 a.m., but I did. And that's where we are. So now I have to kind of course correct my day because then if like, and then I've, okay, I'm going to take me 50 energy dollars to do the podcast, 30 energy dollars to do this thing afterwards. And now we're at five o'clock and I'm out. I've spent all my money. And then- I either need to cancel the thing I have tonight, forego something I was going to do, or else I'm going to start borrowing from tomorrow. I'm going to go, you know what? I'll just I'll just do that tonight. And then tomorrow I'm going to start at $80 energy dollars. I am so excited to go home and like plan <laughs> this shit out because I needed to hear this so hardcore. And also, uh, similarly, what I learned from you a couple of years ago, which I have like just now started implementing is like, I don't take FaceTime calls during the day anymore. Like if my friends just want to like randomly talk to me for two hours, like I don't do that anymore. That was like a codependent thing. Like then I'm now my day is all about that person. It's like, what am I doing? I need to focus on me. Of course you have fear and anxiety because it's like, then it's like, well, it's two o'clock and I haven't got anything done. Yeah. All I've done is kind of responded be this person's solution to their boredom like it's sort of like if you want to talk for two hours we need to schedule that like yeah we should have scheduled that like three months ago by the way i love chatting on the phone i love it yeah but for me i've learned i like doing it at night i don't like middle of the day yep Okay, yeah, well, yeah. that sounds weird. That's how I am now. I'm going to go with it. Totally. <laughs> also going on Prozac, not saying, you know, obviously, no, if you need to be on an antidepressant. But I was, for me, no antidepressants really worked for me. I didn't really feel like I had depression. But I did waste a lot of time and energy um, perseverating and, like, worrying about things. Or, like, I'd have a conversation with someone and be like, why would you say that? That was so dumb. Mm, yeah. Or you should have done this. And you should have said that. And a lot of that is just, like, a loop that comes, that Prozac solved for me I, that see, mine was lexapro which i know didn't work for you works amazing for me miracle changed my life i'm on a low dose five milligrams game changer and you openly telling me that you took prozac and that was so helpful for me because i'm like i look at you and i'm like i see this woman who has it all like has all the career success is so smart but she needs some help with her mental health so then it must be fine that i need it too so uh -huh. that was helpful because I, it would, I know I talk about it a lot, but I just feel it would be selfish of me to not fully be transparent that the Lexapro changed my life, that I was so anxious yeah. and not living like a normal person should. And it's it's really sad. Yeah. And figure out what's handicapping you and paralyzing you from being able to like fully participate in your life and enjoy things. And like, you know, there's lots of side effects to a lot of these things. So you have to kind of look and go like, this is just where I am today. Mm -hmm. But I feel very like energized by not worrying about things that I can't control. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and obsessing over what people think about me because it's just like, 
draining. Draining. I also, the social media stuff, like, I, I mean, during the pandemic, it was like we were just on our phones all the time and just making content and podcasting. Like, I I really can't, I can really only do like 10 minutes in the morning and 10 at night. I put my phone in grayscale, which is, you know, makes it less attractive. Mm-hmm. And ba- in general, you're uh, less addictive. So it's just in black and white. I have to go back to color when I'm taking a picture or doing an IG Live or something like that. But um, for me, the phone is a real brain drain. Not only because you're you're staring in light and you're basically like, you know, adrenalizing yourself unnecessarily. But then you don't know if you're going to see a picture of your ex or get jealous because someone got something you wanted. Or it just I just had to really like, you know, for the longest time I was like, I should be able to go on Instagram and not get activated or jealous or feel all these feelings. And I'm like, instead of going on and practicing being numb, I'm just going to go like, you know what? <laughs> you don't know what you're going to walk into. Emily Rajagowski's in a bikini and you're like, oh, it fucks up your whole day. Or you're like, see, you know, or whatever. You see, they're like, I auditioned for that movie. I didn't get it. And that, that like, you never know what landmine you're going to walk into that's going to drain you. So I've really had to play defense on the phone stuff. That's cool. Yeah. And that is inspiring to me because it's like you... You set a boundary for yourself almost like you're like, this is making me feel bad. So I'm going to stop doing no it. mindless scrolling anymore. Yeah. I can't do it. I've had to mute a couple people that I love with all my heart, <laughs> but it was making me dread seeing them or talk to or it just gave me this false sense of attuning and socializing. It'd be like, yeah. oh, I, I know what this person's up to. I don't need to go have coffee with them. When it was like, when in reality, just sitting down with them and having so social better. time actually energizes it's you. It's better for your mental health. It's like I found myself like you. losing respect for a lot of people that I really liked just because, and I'm sure a lot of people have done that with me too. You know, it's like, Social Same. media, we kind of have to average. It's just, it's a business tool. I know. I always say that. I'm like, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In my head, I'm always thinking that if I if the insecurity ever creeps in, I'm like, this isn't for my friends. No, <laughs> mute me. You should not follow yeah, me. Like, Please I, mute me. Yeah, because you know, there's like the hatery comment of like, your Instagram is all pictures of you, and I always want to be like. Duh. Well, yeah, exactly. But it's also it's like I'm on here to try to entertain people yeah. and be fun and funny. And like that might not be how I hang out with a friend all yes. the time, but yeah. it is what the product I'm selling. And I refuse to be like boring on my Instagram just because I'm trying to look cool. <laughs> well, it's the easiest analogy is like, are you doing your set on stage for the audience or for the comedians in the back of the room? And Who don't buy tickets. Exactly. So like. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm doing it for the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Hey, guys, we now take another <laughs> break from Esther because that is really what makes a relationship with both of us work. Mm-hmm. Breaks. Mm-hmm. 
I want to talk about Monday.com. Everyone asks me how I am so productive. No, it's not Adderall. Not because I don't want to take it, just because there's a shortage in Los Angeles. Monday.com is this flexible platform, much like the thing that my dog just knocked over. That's more flexible than I thought it was going to be. Uh, this platform allows teams to customize work software to their needs, integrate all your favorite tools and apps into one central platform to unify your work, collaborate across teams and departments. Why do I feel like Vladimir Putin uses this? Because <laughs> he's very organized. <laughs> you know what? Say what you will. Yeah. Say what you will. Get, Get it done. done. Get it done. <laughs> to start your free two-week trial, go to monday.com slash podcast. That's monday.com slash podcast. Okay, so here's the deal with monday.com. I I think of myself as a pretty organized person. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you have to pick a workflow when there's a lot of different personalities. And this oh, helps you yeah. customize it to the type of personalities that you work with, what you need. We have kind of wild hours. Mm-hmm. Um, a dog just farted. It can't help mm-hmm. you with that. Mm-hmm. But go to monday.com slash podcast and get your work life in order. Get it yeah. done. It's like, I, oh my God. God. That's a pretty serious fart. I'm going to put on my monday.com to-do list to get that dog on some gas X. I'm going to put on my monday.com to-do <laughs> list to get a new podcast showrunner and host who can handle farts. A little shit. Or who- it smells like actual shit. Did he shit? Pat came in today and he picked up a cord and it was dried shit. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry, Pat. Oh, we're I'm sorry gonna, to Pat. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to start putting on our Monday.com thing before anyone gets here. Whitney, just clean up all of the yeah, feces. Yeah, I'll put that under your to-do list. <laughs> In the studio. Oh, my God. Oh, speaking of things that my dogs have ruined, Bowl and Branch. Uh, I'm obsessed with my 100% organic cotton luxury bedding and bath. Okay, let me be clear about something. Both of us have depression. <laughs> And nothing is more important to people with depression than bedding mm-hmm. and bath items. Oh, that is so true. Yeah. So this one I have. Okay. So I just, if you guys have seen my horse bedroom, I decorated a bedroom that's all horse stuff. Mm-hmm. And I wanted this exact color for the sheets. But look, it's, what is it even? It's like a putty sort of color. It's amazing. Okay. So this is, here's my deal with sheets. It not only does it have to be soft, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It has to feel a little cold when you lie yep. on it. And these have that. I've been yep. taking them on the road with me. I send them ahead of time. I am that beach. And I got a blue pair and they're so deep that I don't have to like fight with the mattress while I'm putting it on one side and the other. It's like, okay, don't talk about sex with your boyfriend pillow right now because that is not <laughs> what Bolin Branch makes. Okay. This is, um, she covers her boyfriend pillow in Bolin Branch and <laughs> pretends it's a man. And we'll get, that's a different. And you know what? He still doesn't text me back. And like, <laughs> What I love about it is that it's toxin-free and family-owned business Unlike partners. this business. Unlike this business, we are family-free. <laughs> we are family-free and owned by the Saudis. Yes. Miss the Bowl and Branch April sale? Our listeners get an exclusive access to post-sale 20% site-wide discount through the end of April with promo code at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code for 20% off uh, through the end of April. Uh, made ethically in India. Yes. Well, thank you. A dream. A dream. Ah. Um, okay. So I also want to, um, I wanted this episode to just be like nurturing on every level and just for people to um, uh, turn it off with like, 
I'm going to change the way that I do this. And I got an idea of how to, you know, uh, uh, amend this with my family or make better choices in this way. And like, this is just like jamming in solution episode. And also, I never talk about my skincare routine. People ask me all the time. And you're one of yes, the few people I, I feel like I can really dig in because you're a product tour in the yes, best way. Yes, I'm, I'm dying for this moment, especially the updated version because we haven't had this conversation in a couple years. I want to do, first of all, just like speed round of life hacks in general of things that have helped me change my life that I would be a selfish bitch for not sharing. So all of our skincare products, none of it is absorbing into your skin if you haven't exfoliated your skin or if you haven't microneedled or... Um, I really want to know about microneedling. Derma rolled. Derma okay. So here's the thing. We have the uh, top layer of our skin is mostly dead skin. So when we put our products on, we're kind of just like... Caking on the dead skin. It. It's not really absorbing, you know, into our skin. Most of it. Unless you've exfoliated, unless you've done some kind of astringent. You know, this, the lotion P50 or P70 by Biologic Research I use a lot. Um, the uh, Skin Eternal Serum um, uh, with alpilipoic acid in it um, that I do source naturals. Wait, are those to exfoliate, to that, that remove a layer? I put them on, on top after I've derma rolled. Okay, so this is a derma roller. This is the one that I use. Um, and it's just like a little tool that has little tiny needles in it that before I apply any of my product, I'm always going to microneedle, not, or derma roll. Microneedling, microneedling is, that's actually when you go to like a facialist and it's uh, a needle that has a little bit of electricity in it and they make little holes in your face and then put stuff on it. And it, what it does is it um, uh, creates a little trauma in your uh, epidermis so that the, because the trauma response is producing collagen. And that's what tightens everything. Okay, so this was my question because I heard David Sinclair talk about microneedling and how it's anti-aging. Yeah. Does derma rolling do the same benefit or do you need to get microneedling? And microneedling, I, I would just, you know, if you're microneedling with the wrong person, it's not going to do a ton. I do Ulthera. So Ulthera is a, Emily did it with me in uh, at Dr. So Conover Wellness in um, South Carolina, uh, Kelly Conover and Dr. Conover. She's like, just such a gangster and did an incredible job. So for the past like six years, I've done Althera once a year, which is like a laser that traumatizes uh, your skin so intensely that it starts producing collagen, which is what tightens everything. So microneedling, I think does the same, is the idea is does the same thing. I haven't done it enough to be able to speak to it, but I did do microneedling a couple times and they put like stem cells or some kind of like, you know, your own PRP from your blood is what they try to say right. to do. But so for me, that's something that, look, I don't get facials. I don't go to facialists. Like I just, it's too time consuming for me and the yeah. stress it would cause to go get the facials every week. Yeah, to drive there. That and ages spend the you. Money. Stress is yeah. what ages you. So I, for what works for me is I do this um, derma rolling and then put the product in every night. I just think something you're doing every day as a regular thing is going to have a bigger impact than going like, I'm going to just sort of like treat my skin like shit and then once a week get a facial. Yeah. You know, so I try to not rely on something to fix what could have just been maintained on a daily basis. Yes. So I think this is a better way to do it, to just derma roll every night, never do it in the morning because uh, you're going to go out in the sun in some capacity, but you also have to build up a tolerance to it. So okay. when you first, I... have you ever used that? No. I... Like, like, well, yeah. So it's like, it's it's going to feel wonky and especially over your lips, but make sure when you derma roll, you never skip your eyebrows right under your eyes, over your lips, right? And then under your neck and your neck and this jawbone. Because a lot of times we try to just put product on our foreheads 
on our cheeks and chin. And you're like, well, you're missing your lips. You're missing your the skin under your eyebrows. You're right. You know? I never do that. And sort of stuff like that. So it's like, it's just, this has changed my life. I use, uh, and as you know, I'm not a big fancy product person. Yeah. I make my own skin oil from grapeseed oil. Uh, I have my own little weird combination, but I just get grapeseed oil from Whole Foods. And you know that I don't really wash my face that much. I never <laughs> get water on my face. I, I always wash with grapeseed oil. Like I'll sometimes use like a, you know, some kind of like, you know, this, the Eminescence. This is my favorite thing on the planet. I actually found this out. Chelsea Handler's makeup artist back in the day sprayed it one time. And I was like, what is that smell? I just was like, that's the most incredible thing I've ever smelled. And so sometimes I'll just rinse my face like with that if I need to. Ooh. Spray it. It's my favorite smell. Oh, that is really nice. What is that? Mm. Like, what is that? It's like smells like grass. It's like clean smelling. It just smells like grass or something. It smells like the earth. So I'll sometimes like do that to just, you know, but um, in general, I use oil to wash my face before I get in the shower or wash my face. I always put oil on first. I've started using, do you know this brand? Kapari. I've, oh, yeah. This coconut melt to take your makeup off? Yes, that is... You can probably just use straight-up coconut oil, which is what I would probably use. Like, you can just... Olive oil, coconut oil, grapeseed oil. The, the stuff you actually cook with, I a lot of times will Honestly, use... Honestly, this might really just be coconut oil repackaged. It, I think yeah. it's just coconut But it's like a cute packaging, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like you put it on your face to kind of melt your makeup off, let it dissolve, and then I'll just use a... Um, uh, uh, What's it? Not a dish towel. What's it? A, a, a hand, face towel. Washcloth. To just, yeah, just, just take it all off. I needed to hear this today because I have been just relying on face wash to get my makeup off. And when I tell you it doesn't work. No, no, it no, is, no, no, no. And you're just destroying your skin. Really? Well, I mean, it depends on what kind of, like, if you're just, like, washing, trying to scrub, it's better to put, other, so oil dissolves, do, dissolves oil. So if you put oil on top of it, it'll just start to dissolve. And then you can just gently take it off with a face towel. This is, I need to, this is what I need to do. Yeah. Because I am like, I'm like lying to myself when I wash my face and then I go to bed with, I know the makeup is still on there. It's gross. Yeah. Yeah. I would just like put oil all over it, let it dissolve. And then you can take a face wash if you want. But I think there's so much fear around oil. I think a lot, there's this like, um, you know, fallacy that oil is going to give you zits and oil is going to break you out and stuff like that. But it took me a long time to learn. Like if you're using oil on your face consistently, the oil glands are uh, in your skin are going to stop producing so much oil. Yeah. So it's actually going to help stop breakouts. That's what fixed my cystic acne as I started just like lathering my face with oil three times a day. Isn't that crazy that like your whole life you were probably taught like oil free, like dry your skin mm. out, but that just made it worse. It's the same thing with fat going yeah. like fat makes you fat. No. Totally yeah. the opposite. You fat know what I mean? is so good for you. I was running around like having sugar-free snack wells, sugar-free everything, oh. fat, no, I'm sorry, fat-free everything, but then you're just eating tons more sugar. And you're yeah. like, why? You know, and like, and I'm We balding. were so tricked. Yeah, I'm fat and balding. <laughs> like, I'm only eating fat-free stuff, you know? Um, but, uh, but that's big. And then also, I know this is going to sound psychotic. It is what it is. Take what you like, leave the rest, which is that you know that I reapply uh, my products in the middle of the night when I get up and go to the bathroom. This is iconic. And also the way you sleep. Don't derma roll. Put all these products on your face. Have all absorb. 20 minutes later, lay down on your pillow and have all of it wipe off on your pillow. Like you're just anti-aging your pillow and your moisture. Your pillows are the most <laughs> moisturized things in your house, yet your skin is like melting off. So I sleep 
on my back with noise canceling headphones so that I don't, my cheek doesn't hit the pillow and wipe off all the product. And I also do the sleep crown pillow what? under my neck. What is that? You know the sleep crown? It's what you, um, it's incredible. It's a, it's a pillow that's kind of like mushy and always cold somehow. Uh, and if you put it over your eyes and around your ears, it blocks out all light and sound, but you can also put it under your neck as oh. like, but it's like, not like one of those hard ones that you get at the airport. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. I can't live without it. I'll give you one. I have a whole closet full of them. Amazing. I take them everywhere. It's like the only way I can function. Um, and uh, so I make sure that I'm sleeping on my back and that uh, I'm not like, you know, wiping off all my product on my pillows. And then in the middle of the night when I get up to pee, I've got my oil pump right next to my toilet at all times. So when I get up to pee in the middle of the night, I can just like reapply your like skincare philosophy feels it's just like always stay wet always stay lubed up <laughs> and you know where I got it from I mean you know not only the trial and error and such but also growing up um, my aunts when I lived in Roanoke I would have to polish the saddles the horse saddles and the idea like in order to keep leather <gasps> from cracking you have to you keep it out of the sun you have to keep it constantly oiled up like and it just and my aunt said to me once like your skin is like leather it's the same thing just treat your skin the way that you would treat leather. And it was like, oh, don't get it wet. Don't let it get wet and then dry because that's going to make it age and, and like crack up. And don't put it in the sun and make sure that it's always oiled up and inside in the shade in a humid, envi a humid environment. So also like humidifiers is a, is a big thing too. Whenever I have to like work in offices and stuff, I always have humidifiers. Whoa. Okay. So like, cause you obviously your face has to get wet. Like when you go in the shower and stuff. So you, what you do is you just apply oil. First. I'll have oil first before I get in the shower. Yeah. If I'm going to like sit in the bathtub or something like that, or if I'm going to get in the shower, I'll put oil on first. Cause your skin game is next level. Like you, okay. your skin is great. Like I'm you're 88 years old. <laughs> <laughs> this by the way, tomato seed oil doesn't really matter what brand has, uh, uh, Someone told me about it like six years ago, started using it, incredible. Um, so yeah, uh, grapeseed oil, carrot seed oil. But before that, I will always do a moisturizer, um, which I love the milk moisturizer. Oh. It's vegan. This one is really moisturizing. Um, I, most moisturizers, I feel like my skin like eats it up in like me 20 too. minutes. That I always use under my foundation. And then I started using this um, Lila B priming oil. It's a it's a bronzing priming oil. Ooh, that Lila I put, B is fancy I, clean. Yeah, skin. I put under my makeup now. I do. I don't know a ton about that brand. It's it's like she's super clean and premium. It's cool. I actually brought um, I brought some stuff too to show you. Okay, good. Because then another oil that I do like if you're like gonna get a fancy oil, which I'll do sometimes. I'll have it on the plane with me. I like Vintner's Daughter. This yes. Le Prunier, this is what Nova, our makeup artist, uses. Oh. It's the pressed prune oil from the, like, this is incredible, super clean, also has natural SPF. And then this has been my favorite for so long. It's called African Botanicals Neroli Infused Marula Oil. Oh, that is so good. Smell it. It is my favorite smell on the planet. So that Oh my God, yes. Why does that I've smell? used this at your house before. I love this. It, this is my favorite smell. It's so On good. the planet. And oh, I also, someone just sent me this honey infused face oil, Gisu, G-I-S-O-U. I like that too. Ooh. Pharmacy with an F also has a good uh, honey face oil. So I feel like the philosophy is really just stay, keep your face at all times. oily as hell at, all, at times. all times, even in the middle of the night. At all times. <laughs>
Like what? Because what, what? Yes, it makes total sense though when you think about it. Yeah, no, the leather analogy is like scary. How it's it's just scary. Also, get your stuff out because I also was going to say milk also does this grip primer. I've never done this. Had one of these before. It's you put you spray it on your face after you do your makeup, and it just like holds your makeup in place. Oh wow! And it makes it so you're like like eyeliner doesn't run and you don't start turning into the Joker or like a, you know, Jackson Pollock painting <laughs> 10 minutes in. So I started using that too and I really like it. All right, what do you have? Because I'm going to keep going. I So I just brought my favorite moisturizer, um, which is the drunk, because I'm a dry skin I freak. love drunk elephant. It's a drunk elephant F-bomb. Like that has been my religious. Let me see. Let me have. Because they have a mask that I really like. Baby, it's baby skin. Baby facial. Baby yeah, facial. that's, Yes, that one's a little the too strong for me. Adrenochrome yeah. one. <laughs> I love that. I, I mispronounced it. That's a good sign. It means I don't use it. Also, do you know this company, Beauty Stat? No. This this has uh, absorbic acid and 20% vitamin C. This, I, I think things work based on how much they hurt when I put them on. And that is like a little tiny peel that... I really like. Well, so oddly enough, the person, because I've obviously taken in so much skincare advice like over the years and the what has rejuvenated my uh, interest in skincare is actually David Sinclair, who I learned about on your podcast. He has a podcast and he did like his anti-aging like um, uh, for your appearance episode. And he pointed out like the ingredients that are scientifically proven to work, which is retinol. Uh-huh. Um, I'm like, is that it? I yeah. think he mentioned hyaluronic acid, yep, but yep. that's not really like anti-aging necessarily. It's just, just super moisturizing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so that is why I got recently interested in retinol. Do you use it? I do use retinol. I didn't for a long time. Yeah. Uh, because uh, for a litany of reasons, like it was, I was getting... Using retinol is great, yes. But if you're also in the sun all the time and you're doing lasers that thin your skin or you're doing skin bleaching creams or you're doing something else that's really abrasive, it can backfire. So you just, for me, I retinol backfired on me really? when I was in my 20s because I had acne and I was kind of, I was putting all these drying agents on it to try to dry out all the acne and I'd put toothpaste on and I'd put on salicylic acid and I would be in the sun all the time. I was going to tanning beds. like I. Oh. So... I think if you're taking care of your skin and protecting it and not thinning it in other ways, retinol really worked for me. But okay. Works for me now. Okay. But didn't before when I was like thinning and damaging my skin in other ways. And I, I didn't understand. I blamed it on the retinol when I was like, oh, no, I'm also putting on salicylic acid. I'm not hydrating properly. I'm in the sun all the time. That plus retinol. It's not Too always. Much. It's not yeah, always yeah. good yeah. if you have sensitive skin. And you have to be careful with retinol yes. for sure. Yes, you have to like build up a tolerance and know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that one, uh, yeah, I got. So I'm like, I just got different because it's like a. You, it's available at literally Walgreens. Is that a for a, a diaper rash cream? It's a ret. <laughs> it's a retinol <laughs> gel. Uh huh. <gasps> okay. My like acne treatment. Okay, it's point. Oh, one percent. The retinol I get is from Conover Aesthetics. And then I also brought my um, D, my vitamin D dropper. Nice. Okay, this is Athletic Greens. Yes. Yes. They, this has just made like taking vitamin D actually. But do you realistic. put it in something or do you just no, drop I, it on your tongue? It only tastes like olive oil. It's yes, great. they sent me this. Okay, this is good. Well, I do Athletic Greens every morning. Just a scoop in. I know I'm supposed to do it in water. I mix it with like pineapple juice or fruit juice. Or, oh, that or, like, sounds good. Put it in a smoothie, and it's just it's. 
So good. I would do that. Yeah. And sometimes I mix it in like like coconut yogurt or something. I'll just take the spoonful of it, mix it in, and it's like a little like pudding. But I've seen, I, they sent me this, but I hadn't used it yet. Okay. This one, because I You just like, do a drop on your tongue. I just, yeah. But see, like, because your vitamin thing kind of stresses me out. I need to go one at a time. Vitamin K, that's good. That's good. Yeah, Smart. it supposedly helps you absorb the D. I don't this really is a little but. something that um, uh, Kelly Conover sent me. ISDIN Skin Cuticles Melatonic. I can't even tell you what's in it, but it's <laughs> incredible. It's been amazing for my skin. It's like a night serum. I don't know. I've noticed a change in my skin. Because I'll go, okay, wash your face. Then I'll do the derma rolling. I'll do my alpha-lipoic acid, DMAE, ester C. Then I'll do a serum, usually this one. Then I'll do, and I I spend 10 minutes between each one. I'll put on the serum and then I'll go do something for 10 minutes, come back. Then I'll do moisture, let that soak in for 10 minutes. Then I'll come back and then I'll do my like final oil. Wow. This is mind blowing. <laughs> it's like. Always. But it's just, for me, it's it doesn't take that much time because it's such a routine. I do this and then I turn the lights off and then I do this moisture. And then I let the dogs out. Like, it's just kind of part of my Well, also, I bet it regimen. like, it doesn't it make you feel good too? Like, you know that you're doing something for yourself to be better. And like, it just, that probably makes you feel confident. Because I also, again, it's like to be able to do all this at home has, and just accepting it and finding a way that it's not like, so time consuming and exhausting. Or you can do it while you're watching TV. Just bring a little, I have all yeah. these little basket thingies. Like sit and watch TV, put one on, let it sink in. 10 minutes later, do another. Like find something else to do. Do it when you're on the phone or FaceTiming with someone. Like it's not time consuming because I've just learned to accept it. And it's taken off so much stress of getting facials every week, worrying about do I get lasers? Do I do this? Like daily maintenance has saved me so much time. That is, I feel like almost the headline for me here because it, it has to be something that is going to make you feel good and be easy and not add more stress because I will be the first person to get really stressed out when I think like I should be doing this facial and I should be doing and I don't want to go do that like I do want something to work with me yeah like and for me that's like I'll put a little retinol on at night. I do my moisturizer. Like, I did my part. Yeah. And I'm not going to stress about the things I'm not doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What sunscreen do you use? I I have a couple. I, I use, like, um, I'll use, like, the Tower 28 tinted sunscreen Yeah, thing. I like that brand. And then um, Ilya has one. Uh-huh. Like, I'll, I just, for me, I like, I like less products. So I like something that's going to, like, kind of, Give me a little bit of a cover up. Well, Ilya has a tinted one. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I have that too. And so does Hourglass. Hourglass. Oh, I haven't tried that. Hourglass has my favorite tinted um, like sunscreen. Also has uh, hyaluronic acid in it. Uh, also, uh, Julep, J-U-L-E-P. Yeah, I know that, It's yeah. called No Excuses. And it's a gel that you can put under your makeup or whatever. And it's just like, it's not greasy. It's not gross. Because, you know, sometimes you put sunscreen on and then everything you touch for the next two days is just fucking covered <laughs> in like, like schmegma. So that one I love. And then I love the sun bomb. It's like a stick mm. that's like I'll put on my hands and like under my eyes mm. and on my lips and mouth and stuff. And you, I'm assuming you're very good about your sunscreen. You do it every I'm psychotic. Day. You know, okay, I good. wear gloves to drive. <laughs> I have driving gloves. To I not. have driving sleeves. I should do gloves. I, oh. I used to put these like sleeves on that would cover my arms in the summer. Well, you're missing a nail. <laughs> I know. That is such a bummer. I hate, And the fact that I noticed I hate myself, but it is like the reason I don't get gels and press-ons. No, I know. I'm this like the last straw for It me. looks amazing until one is gone. I know. And then it's all I can think about. It's so sad. I'm going to fix it today. <laughs> okay. I, I mostly don't have long 
nails because I can't like squeeze my skin and, <laughs> and squeeze like every little fucking hole. Um, okay, so then uh, what else do you have? And then we'll wrap up soon. I did want to point out that my favorite fragrance, Child, is... Everybody always asks what perfume I I per, collect Can perfume. I I'm obsessed with perfume. I have a different one for every mood. I'm like very big on like smells, olfactory glands. Like if I need to feel confident, I'll wear a certain thing. If Ooh, I that is beautiful it, smelling. It, the fact that, that it's called hot. child, it takes a second to be like this is not like a doesn't smell like a baby, but when I, you can only wear that if you're prepared for everyone to like fall in love with you yeah, that's and like ask a- about it. Every time I wear it, people are like, what is that? What? It's like a whole thing when you wear it, <laughs> but I finally decided I'm going to admit all my little tricks of the trade and secrets and child is one of them. It tastes like a, a, a taste. I also <laughs> drink it sometimes uh, when I, when I can't have my night night juice. Um, it's like a mix of like smelling like Hawaiian tropic, like coconut, oh. like like sun oil, like when you were a kid. It does have that. And like, remember um, Love's Baby Soft? Remember that? Yeah. Perfume, which I was obsessed with and I still wear. And White Musk from the Body Shop, I still wear those sometimes. Um, but there's something about it where it like triggers some memory for people of like the beach or it does something. It smells yeah. like... Hawaiian Tropic or like bullfrog. It's summery, but not overly summery. It smells like tanning oil, like banana yeah. boat tanning oil. Yeah, I love that. Is the only way to describe it. What um, else? That's what all else? you brought? I So, yeah, like my, I've really stripped down my routine to literally just a really great moisturizer and nice. a retinol three times a week or nice. whatever. And then obviously tinted sunscreen, sunscreen in the morning. And the tinted one. I also, what else did I bring? Oh, I brought this Osei because it's just a hyaluronic yeah, serum. Yeah, yeah, and I, love I like that brand. that brand a lot. O-S-E-A. They have a lot of good, like, serums and, and body. These I take on the road because I find that, like, I the, the soaps in hotels either make me really happy or really sad. And yeah, usually they make me really sad. very stripping. So this is, it's this new brand called Plus, and it's, like, bi- everything is biodegradable. So you literally, like, rip this open. It's a Go ahead. Yeah, it's like a like a soap sheet. It's a sheet of soap, Obsessed. and then this the packaging you just throw it down the drain, it disintegrates, and then you like, and it smells good. Holy shit! It's like just a way on the road where I'm like, I'm gonna treat myself with that's genius. Yeah, so that like is that. genius. Yeah, I know. It's like the soaps in hotels. It's like you've stripped all the moisture from your body, and you're not even clean. Like it's just sort of like it's like I don't feel like I bring my exfoliating mitts. So the mitts oh. that are like gloves that are exfoliating. So I now bring those on the road with me because that is the only, and it's also good for like lymphatic drainage to do like under your, um, uh, uh, what's this thing I'm touching right now? Your lymph nodes, your neck. And then when you, um, use them dry before you get in the shower, dry and go at upward motions, you're going to get your lymphatic drainage and take the swelling down and more energy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That is amazing. But like, cause yeah, on the road, I just feel it's you you gotta feel good you somehow. can't it's got it's yeah it's and then also someone sent these what are these called sweetums intimate cleansing wipes with flavor Ooh, for the vajayjay yes or butthole <laughs> with flavor but i'll sometimes put it just like i don't wear like deodorant because of just all the toxic stuff or whatever but i will sometimes like i'll just like clean my armpits a couple times a day i and i love a good wipe a vagina wipes can always double as Underarm wipes. Uh, underarm That's armpit really cool. wipes. But I also realized that like the only thing I need from a nice hotel is 
the only difference between a nice hotel and not a nice hotel is the bath products. So I'm like, I'm just going to bring my own yeah. and save money. Totally, 100%. <laughs> That's 100% it. The and if they are nice, the I want to take them. I just like, yeah. I, you know, I'll just start collecting them. Also, sorry, this lip gloss. Do you know this brand, Thrive? No. C-A-U-S-E Medics. I was just put it on today. It's the prettiest thing I've ever seen. Ooh, that, that is Glinda pretty. color. Isn't that pretty? Glinda. You said that my makeup looked good when um, you came in. That's what I put on. Yes. Also, what is this brand? Uh, oil. What is this brand? In- Ingredients Wellness. This marula oil I really like. Isn't that? I love that packaging. Wait, I know. that packaging is actually so cool. I'm obsessed with it. Ingredients. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, that's another oil I like. Do you know about this Isle of Paradise self-tanning water? No. You have to know what you're doing with it, but it is fuck? a good self-tanner. Take it. Try self-tanning it. Self-tanning It's a good, water. like, self Yeah, there's, um, I can't think of the other brand that I was using before, but it was, I shouldn't out them. It was, like, leaving weird splotches and would exfoliate weird and would start, like, building, and I just looked like I had weird basal cell skin disease melanomas. Oh, but I started using that as a self-tanning thing, and it's a game changer. Also... I'd be remiss to not talk about my magic root touch-up, which I use. It's not even so much to cover up little gray hairs. It's that, have, do you feel like, oh, see, Emily, you do not have, see, you neither of you have this problem. I'm not, I like, I have thick-ish hair, but when I put my hair up in oh, certain yeah, ways, no, this you'll is, just see it like mm-hmm. a dash of scalp. No, this is a real thing because I have the most hair confidence on the planet. I have such thick hair. Yeah. I'm Jewish. It's amazing. I love it. But when I'm on a show, they, when they always use that on me. And so I know. Like do I, this with your hair, like to put hat. So I see some of your scalp, but it's not, it's more because your hair is thick. No, no, no. It, it's, it's just, it doesn't, it's not an insecurity of mine. So I feel like I can speak on it confidently. It's yeah. like it, everyone has like little splotches and they have, they just cover it up for camera. It's just the way that your hair, see, yes. Like that side. So for me, when I just throw my hair up and it's not brushed, yes. It'll look like I just have like streaks of scalp showing. Yeah. <laughs> so I use this. Uh, this is just the L'Oreal medium brown. And it just, you got to be careful though. Because because sometimes you'll just be sitting and talking and you'll kind of do this. Off. And then you'll scratch your lip and then you'll just be in blackface. Like you have to watch it. <gasps> or if you're like sweating, it'll start melting down your face, which is a bummer. I also have a spot in the back of my head naturally where like there's no hair that falls. And they use that on me. Yeah. This is a, it's called Boom Boom Mint. All natural nasal inhaler. Is it like a uh, salt? Here, just smell. It's just like a little bit. It like clears your sinuses a little bit and then kind of just like perks you up. Mm -hmm. I love this. I know. I have like a couple in my pocket. I have like tea tree, um, like to relax. I have tea tree tea tree toothpicks and I'll sort of chew on those if I need to chill out. But that if I need like a little pick me up. Boom, boom, mint. Boom, boom. Is that that good? You weren't lying. Yeah. That's the name. (laughs) And it like clear, like just makes you feel oddly clear and awake. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because you know. I can smell it from here. It's good. It's so good. Yeah. We I'm, just tried smelling salts on on the podcast, and Annie smelled it in for ten seconds. It was so crazy. Uh oh. <laughs> she yeah. She's she will do. Wait, smelling salts like the ones that wake you up when you're passed out. Yes, okay. the ones that Dave, my fiance, uses for serious situations. But we we try them for fun. It was it was honestly not. Does it fun. get you high? It doesn't get you high. It just kind of like jolts you awake. Yeah. Like because yeah. Where are you on like, um. Uh, to uh, how do I say it? Drugs, alcohol, like drinking, uh, uh, 
recreational, soothing, like um, therapeutic benefits of things that can sometimes get out of hand, but if you use properly and responsibly can be helpful. Yes. So I, uh, I recently discovered weed. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, Dave, Game changer. Dave is like, you are go, you need to act like you've been here before because you're acting like everyone I know when they were 17. <laughs> but I, I am so excited about it. I, and I, you probably know this, but I don't drink. I've just never drank. I've yeah. never tried it like yeah. for a million reasons. Um, I just never did. But um, last year when I had my miscarriage, I had like really bad pain after the surgery that I had because they have to have like an abortion and the pain was so bad. And I've always been like really against any kind of medication, just, you know, whatever. So, but I, I was like on the floor and they had given me like emergency hydrocodone and I was like, I'm just going to try this because, and it, and it helped so much. The stuff that's the liquid or the, um, pills, pills. Yeah. And it made me high and it, I felt so amazing. And I, after yeah. that happened, I remember telling my guy friends, I was like, oh, I loved how that felt. I want to, I want more of that. And they were like, whoa, 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 don't, don't take more hydrocodone. No, they were like, dude. we think what you want is weed. So I started taking edibles and I, I'm happy. And then what is the, what is, when do you take them? Is it sativa, indica? Yeah, yeah. So how great. and when? Because, you know, edibles with me, I know. Don't jive. <laughs> it's, it's, it's because my patient's shit. And I think I probably take them for unhealthy reasons. I take them to anesthetize pain, not like relax. Okay. And then when I take an edible, as I've said before, I just, I, my brain gets dysmorphic and it tells me I got a dud. I don't yeah, feel. Yeah, and I, you take too much. I get impatient. I'm like, I didn't, it's not working. It's not, I, you know, I had bread earlier. I said, I need to take two more. And I'm like, the way that they distributed when they were being uh, cooked or made. Is no, like, I know. Yeah. I, like my brain just tells me stories that aren't true. So I just, I can do it. I like those little mints. I think it's like Kevia or Kevia is the brand and they're like little mints. Oh, I'll the mints, I'll yeah. take those on the road like before I go to bed and then so it's like it doesn't really matter when they kick in. Yeah, that's kind of how it's leveled off for me. Like at first, like all people, I first discovered them and got way too excited and yeah. was doing it for a couple months like a lot. Yeah. And now I- During the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and, but now I have like a rule with it. I only take them at night yeah. and I take like less, you know, I'm- I'm I take like ten, which probably sounds like a lot for some people, but I no. Take but like what's the yeah? But ten milligrams. Yeah. Oh, ten milligrams. I thought you said ten. Yeah, ten oh. milligrams. That's not a lot. And I think also like you find what works for you, and then you get older, and something changes. Like the day I turned thirty, I could only drink tequila. It was the only hard alcohol I could without getting a headache the next day. You would love Shay Mitchell's Onda then, because it's sparkling tequila. Oh, like a, amazing. Yeah. You. Uh, yeah. We have to make sure. You and get Brody some. Jenner just made a sparkling tequila as well. <laughs> I don't ask how I know that. Uh, and um, I won't. <laughs> also, June Shine just did a. Um, so I two hard kombuchas. I'm perfect. Yeah. But like, I also um, uh, or I'll do tequila. Uh, like straight or with like a fruit juice and then anything else gets a little sketchy for me. Okay. Yeah. So like it's, like mani- it's about managing it. Like, or just knowing yeah, like knowing what works and then going like in a year maybe like white wine just is like migraine sugar I feel tired the next day like I think also as you get older like I shit feel changes. Like your relationship with alcohol is very similar to my, my relationship with food, where it's like I know what I can do and what I can't do, mm-hmm. and then what's <laughs> going to make me hurt? Totally not hurt. It, it and it just changes. You're like I just used to fucking drink like Mike's hard lemonades all day and Zimas <laughs> and felt great, but I was like I'm not. 
20 anymore. Okay, I love you. Same. Trash Tuesday. It comes out Tuesday, all Tuesdays. Yes. Right? And your episode was one of my favorites. People need so to weird. watch you on our show. Um, we got into so much real shit. Like, we... Really? We learned so much about... Yes. The sex talk with you was so good. You having the... Just I wish we had talked about more sex stuff on that. Next we'll time. do another round yeah, two. Yeah. And then Dollface is out now Dollface on is Hulu. Out with our bestie Cat Denny. Cute as a button. Um, yeah. Sleepover by Esther. Yes. There's no point in even trying to buy it. It's all <laughs> sold out. It's already sold out. I thank you so much for having me. You are my big sister forever. And you'll never not be that, no matter how hard you try. I love you. <laughs> um, yeah. So this was fun. Let's okay, hang good. Out. I hope you don't get like all your problems solved so you don't need me anymore <laughs> that'll never happen okay thank so god so many more uh, I love you I end these awkwardly don't write elephants we love you Esther Pravitsky is my friend <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get a creamy Oreo frappe or McCafe smoothie for less with 20% off any purchase of $10 or more. Only on the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.